0: This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and
1: feel more
0: connected. Be in the room from any room with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence.
2: This episode is brought to you by Simple Mobile. Tired of being tied down with a wireless contract? Switch to Simple Mobile and stay connected on a powerful, nationwide 5G network. Unlimited
3: talk, text, and data starts at $30 a month with no contracts, activation fees, or credit checks. Visit SimpleMobile.com today. Out with the old, in with the simple. Compatible
2: 5G-capable device and SIM require. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. One month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at SimpleMobile.com.
4: Good morning, and welcome to the Honey Hole Hangout Podcast. Go sit sit back, relax, and pour you guys a nice glass of bourbon. Unless you're driving. Unless you're driving to work in the morning. Probably not an appropriate time.
1: Oh I go, yeah, driving to work in the morning, having a big old thing of bourbon? Get someone else to drive. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> right. the point where somebody else will drive you around. But yeah,
4: grab yourself a nice glass of bourbon or sit down and tie some flies or on your way to work. And come hang out with us as time. we talk about fly fishing, hunting, and conservation, right? And whatever else is interesting to us at any given moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. Today we have myself, we have Zach, hey, and uh, Gabe. What's up? What's up, Gabe? How you guys doing? Good. It's always good to have you on the show. Yeah, man. Excited to be here. You're no longer, uh, uh, you're you have a regular appearance now. I would say. How many times have you been on now? Ooh.
2: This is Four? the fourth. Well, yeah. there's been a couple that like I've hung out in the back and just, yeah, still though, you know, uh, John Mulaney
1: just it. hit his like fifth SNL. Do we get a jacket?
0: Yeah. Oh, and okay. <laughs> then what would they? Five time, jacket? five time group, the it... five time,
2: five time club, <laughs> exactly. Five time club. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
4: excited. Uh, Gabe, you brought a, a
2: nice whiskey for us to drink today. What do we have? I brought two things. First, yeah. we're, we we got some Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Yeah, I cannot taste the hazelnut or the brown nectar. No, but this is pretty good. It's a good beer. Yeah, it's a it's a good beer. It was like a couple of bucks, and then um, of course, the main thing that we are drinking this evening. I love the box. Is yeah, it's 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 a thirty year, um, Armagnac. Um, which is like a um, cognac. like a, like a cognac um, but it's just a I guess a different region um, and um, you know kind of the same process almost like wines with different grapes and stuff like that but it is fantastic heavy chocolate um, where less of your um, you know your brandies and stuff is more and cognacs are like real sweet apricot you know fruity this is more like dark chocolate mm-hmm. Um yeah, just I mean, really nice.
1: It's it's funny. It's like you tell me it's um more comparable to a cognac, but like it's not that super fruity, super like yeah. hyper sugary cognac or brand. What's weird is that yet. you
2: could probably put this next to a, a lower proof, like a ninety proof whiskey, and it would it would it'd be you'd, more comparable. Yeah, it'd be hard to tell mm-hmm. what the difference was. And this is apricot. Is the base. No, right? it's I believe it's it's grapes. I think it's just like Cognac's where you're you're in a region. Um it's brandy just like is, distilled
1: is apricots or is it brandy? Oh, and you're gonna
2: ask me, I don't I don't remember. I don't either. Uh, yeah, maybe. Do you know? Maybe. Yeah, no. no idea. We'll, we'll I don't even out.
4: know if I've ever had a brandy. I don't know. What would you think this is comparable to?
2: It's very good. I like it a lot. Like if, if you like if you were telling someone what what this is, like how how like what how would you describe it to It's snow?
1: It's similar to a bourbon, but also it has this mouthfeel mm-hmm. that is like it coats your throat. You know, like it coats your mouth. You know. There's not that spice or that um bite that you get from like whisk like, like a like a bourbon. Like a bourbon or even like yeah. a scotch, you know. There's no
2: bite. No. But it like, and it's so, this is forty five. So this right. is this is already higher than than a lot of bourbons. Than a lot of bourbons. I think this is right around what you would see with blends or or um, um, uh, Woodford Woodford Reserve Double yeah. Oak, yeah. Uh, which is which is that which more more like that entry level, not too much of a burn, easy right. drinker. Right. Um, and I had this the other night with a nice cigar, dude. It went so well. And with that cigar, like again, you got you got more like like chocolate, coconut. Um, it was just nice. And the like cold evenings like this, it's it's nice. Mm. But, almost yeah, it's like hard. A
1: little bit of, like, almost, like, orange?
4: I kind of getting apple-y.
2: Yeah. Uh, like an apple-ish. Well, your brandies and stuff are super sweet. And one of my favorite ones is a, is a South African one. Um, I think it's, like, KWV um, or Clip Drift. Uh, I've had that and that, so those are fantastic. And if my understanding is if you're going hunting in, in Africa, that's like what everyone drinks. And it's cheap, like uh-huh. a bottle of that's like 20 bucks. Uh-huh. So it's that and Coke. And uh, Spex has a 12 year, uh, a 3, a 5, a 10, and a 12. And the 12 is like 30 bucks. Is that um, KWV? Yeah, KWV. So, yeah, I think it's like yeah, KWV or KVW. One of those. But it's, it's South African brandy, and that one, that one's good. But that's heavy apricot, heavy fruit. Where this is just—it's um, definitely
1: sweet. Like it's on the sweeter end. It is on the sweeter end. Yeah. not as sweet as like a brandy that I've had, or and um, and
2: usually you're if you go, you're going to see this within the cognac section because this is going to be more of you know what your what your the, the closest process to it, and the, and armagnac I think is just a just a, a you know a little bit older. It's been around for a little bit better. It just didn't. Maybe pick up as Cognac's did. Um, and and I think the, really the major difference is just with distillation. But this is great. Uh, this bottle here, um, it's a Delord. Um, it comes in a nice wooden box. Uh, I think MSRP on this was probably about 120 bucks. Okay. Um, but the 25-year was up and around like 60 65 Okay, so reasonable. Yeah. Oh, no, the 25-year, the like... It, if I were to get another bottle, I'd get the twenty-five. You think? Okay, so you don't like? How does it compare? So this one to me, because of the extra time, is a is a little bit more. Like you get a little bit more of the heavy chocolate and a little bit more subtle. Um, okay, so where, it out a little bit. Yeah, or- where the other twenty-five is just a little bit more complex. And When you say complex, it's just like a little you get a little bit more of a kick. Yeah, uh, I'm. I tend to fall back on higher proof bourbons. Like uh. I really like anything over 120. Yeah, um, and that's just me. And then when you're putting it with ice, you know it's going to calm it down. Yeah, yeah. But you're really getting a lot more, f- a lot more flavor, um, and a lot more, um, just more punch. You know where, again, stuff like Blanton, stuff like like uh, the Woodford Reserve. If someone was coming in that had never had any whiskeys, I would give them that because it wouldn't scare them off. Right. Um, where if you started them with like a George C. Stagg or a Stagg Jr. and they get a slap in the face or like a, um, you know, any type of those E.H. Bar- uh, e. Taylor barrel proof, yeah, you know, 130, 136, forget it you know they drink that thing wrong and they're going to be coughing on the side mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's you're just getting that punch but i really enjoy those but this is this is a little bit i don't know i feel like it's a little bit more complex they're both nice but yeah the 25 year is just as good i think for the for the price for the price like you can't go wrong with that no not at all i can't go wrong wrong with it at all but uh That's, i don't know
1: it's it's nice i do i like do like it, like it. Yeah. I
2: do like it. And, and the fact that, again, it's something different, just like there's some nights where I, uh, I'll enjoy a nice sipping tequila over yeah. over anything else just to switch it up. Is do you like this? Do you like Mezcal? Mezcal's okay. I, the smokiness, at. but the, I think we've had this conversation where it's like, I, I don't, Petey, heavy peaty stuff to me tastes like band aids. Yeah. You know, just like medicinal band aids. I like Mezcal as like a ranch water. Yeah, yeah, so you like Mezcal, you also like peat, like you like a, yeah. a peaty Scotch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you like, get that smokiness, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like gins, there's some gins I really like and I got a couple. See, I
4: don't I every gin I've tried I love the gin. I, I love a good liked, like so. a good
1: sipping gin or right. even like a good gin and tonic. And, and
2: there there are some like uh oh, I forget who it is. I I have two bottles of it because it was a limited run. Um uh, it's, I think it's Hendrix, uh-huh. it's, uh, the mid-summer solstice, I think, something like it, or summer solstice. That one is just like, yeah, you get the botanical, but it's su- it's like really citrusy, mm-hmm. and it that's goes really well with Topo Chico's. Yeah, mm, a fantastic. citrusy
1: gin is like, that's yeah. like my jam. I could yeah. and In college, I didn't drink a lot of whiskey because uh, I had one too many bad nights with it, <laughs> and so I was like, I gotta step away. And so like gin was
2: the... Step in. Yeah. For sure. The replacement. Yeah. yeah. But and then but mixing it we used to have a grapefruit tree before the big Ooh, big yeah. winter storm of whatever <laughs> last, last year. year. <laughs> um killed it. But squeezing out like half a grapefruit with Topo Chico and some of that gin. Oh man. That in the summer. Sounds good. Dude, in the summer, fantastic. Mm. But you gotta find the r- just like with scotches, you gotta find the right scotches, gotta know your regions. Definitely um, and, and yeah. there's
1: definitely a lot of bad gins out there. Or just like <laughs> very just like yeah. It's just like a okay, Jen.
2: Yeah, and the same thing with this stuff too. I mean, it's well like anything else. I mean, there's there's a couple of bourbons out there like yeah, no thanks. Yeah. You know, Amer- yeah. America bourbon. Yeah, no pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but uh, but yeah, this dude, this is this is something different. I'm a tequila wise. What what do you guys usually go to for tequilas? Uh, I don't drink a lot of tequila.
1: Okay, and if I do, it's just uh, Patron. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Drink well, no, a I don't, I don't tequila. sip tequila. At okay. All. Yeah. I mean,
2: I've I would. Only... I just. Don't know. Yeah, I've, that's my I I've know.
4: only ever had it when like Camden was on the show, and he brought t- sipping tequilas oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. us. And okay. I've every time I've had like a good sipping te- tequila, I've always enjoyed it. Okay, but I've never sought it out as something like I'm gonna what, go and were buy they, it.
2: Was it a blanco? Was it a reposado? I don't or? remember what we had. I don't either. Did it have color to it? No, that's the no, that's the dead I giveaway. I think it was a, I it was a blanco. Like, okay, yeah. If it's if it's completely clear, uh, there's a couple of them. Dos Tragos is I think is one. Um but uh, but yeah, there's one in particular that I really like. Uh, it's uh, what is it called? Fortulenza, and it's like sixty five bucks for a repersado. It's fantastic really? to to drink straight or to uh, um, or or to mix uh, is great. Um, and then the one, oh, I just wish it wasn't so expensive. It's like two hundred and twenty bucks. Okay. For a liter, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Tears of La Llorona. Okay. And that one's fantastic. It's an extra Añejo, so it's it's aged a little bit longer. I think mm-hmm. it's like maybe four or five years. And So it would not be a Blanco. Oh, yeah. It's, dude, it's dark. It looks like this. It's dark yeah. color. Yeah, it's yeah, caramel yeah. color. Um, but they age them in different wine barrels as well. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're getting that color from. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, from the fruit and the actual barrel. Of oh, stuff. man. That stuff is so good. Because you're getting like... I can't remember if it's port or sherry barrels on that one, um, but I think they use two different barrels that they're like aging. Like They actually age them, yeah. And too. that, and that again, just like just like with whiskeys, that's where you're pulling that flavor and right. that color from. Mm. Oh, and it's so good. But yeah, uh, I would like to get into
1: like sipping tequilas. It's just like I like bourbons a lot. I have too many bourbons at home, you know. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know that's another if I thing try. to start spending yeah. money. Yeah. On. yeah, right. Maybe have like. You know, one bottle that I I really like and keep that. See, I have one bottle of Mezcal. I don't think I'd ever buy Mezcal.
4: Well, but I'm just saying, like, to take your example, like, something different than, like, bourbon or scotch for me would be, like, I have one bottle of Mezcal. When that bottle is gone, I will purchase... Another different bottle to try something different, but I'm not gonna like buy, 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 go buy. out of my way to like get a bunch of different. Mezcals.
1: Whereas like bourbons, I might be like I've got a lot at home, but also I've been wanting to try this one, so I want to buy it. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: I mean, if you know the difference between rye and weeded, um, you know, and 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 just you know regular corn, like you're you're gonna know where your flavors are at. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the, like the first time I tried mezcal, I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Like this is just campfire in my mouth. Like much like. Um, what is it uh lafroig and some of those other scotches are It's mm. like oh i can't do this see i'm just in a Mescal for the worm <laughs> you, you like those little candies yeah little scorpion yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little
1: scorpion. catch kidding. you a permit eat the scorpion you got it
4: i would do that in a heartbeat oh yeah i forgot what lodge that's said but catch a permit it's a lodge in mexico catch okay. a permit eat a pickled scorpion or It's not a mezcal. It's not like a. Mescal,
2: not like a not no, it like might a, be. I think it's a tequila. It's not okay. like James Bond or the scorpions on your hand. You're just trying to drink and <laughs> not get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't see myself. Have you guys ever had Sotol? Or I don't know how to say it. S O T O L. Sotol. What is it? I don't know. It's made here and like there's some guys who make it up uh, near uh, Mason.
2: And hmm. then, you, but we don't. You don't know what, like, what it's supposed to. It's just its own. That's the name of <laughs> it. It is its
1: own thing. Yep. I right. Let's see. I mean,
4: I, I was talking to a guy at uh, oh, it's a plant, Brewfest, who was making uh bathtub mead. He was telling
2: nice. me about it. I was like, oh, I want to try that. We went to uh, we did the mead fest. The wife and I did a mead fest a couple of that years ago. That would be fun. It is fun, and they had you know some really good refined flavors. And then they had your lemon lime margarita flavor, mm-hmm. uh, Limon, lime, yeah. Margarita. It was like twenty bucks, and they gave you like five tokens to go and you know they must have had fifteen different um, you know different meteries. Did you had to, and you could you could go and pick you know what you, you know. Hey, I want a sample of this. Hey, I want to see. It was quick to get trashed. Um, but it was fantastic. And there's one in Seguin called Blue Lotus, which is very good. There's another one out by... Um, oh, man. It's, like, uh, LaGrange, out by LaGrange, called yep. Rohan. Uh, that one's really Ooh, good. i
4: tried that just for the and, name.
2: Right. Ro- and, oh, Lord right the
4: yeah, Lord of the Rings, baby. Yeah, and so
2: they, they have... Uh, I think you can get... It can get Rohan's now metery at specs. I don't know about the Blue Lotus, but r- regardless, like... They have it straight, and then they also have like a carbonated one. And typically, your tastings are a couple of bucks, and you can try three mm. or four of them. And for just an afternoon drive, yeah, you know, it's it's uh it's a pretty cool place.
4: I bet our listeners think we're alcoholics. I'm no, sure they have. No, they just no we're passionate. No, we're just passionate <laughs> about you know, getting different
2: different stuff. But I do have a couple. And what's cool about the the metery stuff? It doesn't go bad. Like. It's, yeah, it's yeah, just, it's, it's just it's, like honey and water. Yeah, it's just it's honey wine. So, I mean, it's some. I, I have like two bottles and I will gladly. I would like one, to try made. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so
1: Sotol or Sotol, I don't know how to say it, um, but it's like a, just a plant. Like it looks kind of like an agave plant or like a yucca plant, you know, that they just chop up and boil the hell out of it to get the sugars and then ferment the sugars and then bottle that. So, I don't know, but it's in Driftwood, so it's not far. Mm. We have to try that. It's called Desert Door. Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah,
4: so it's a good name. So speaking of uh, Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival, Zach, how do you think that that went for us?
1: I think it was fun. Uh, it was cool because so many people we know, like when we were at Trout Fest, there were so many people who were like, "Oh, I listened to you guys. I listened to you guys." You know, um, because like you know, being it's in, in our backyard. Yeah, exactly. This is our bread and butter, right? We're hill country boys, but going up there, uh, we met a few people who knew us. But it was uh, definitely less than it was last weekend. Which, yeah. So that was really cool to kind of uh, get to meet people in a different area and kind of, you know, spread our spread our name out a little bit. And the cool thing, too, so many people there listen to podcasts. And I think because everyone I talked to was like, oh, I got like an hour drive. I got like an hour drive. So I'm like, yeah, check us yeah. out. <laughs> you know? yeah. Whereas here it's like I can be at work in 10 minutes, you know. And that is definitely not the case up there. So um, everyone's like, oh, I'll check you guys out. check you guys out. Now, I've never well, been to that. What, what did they have? If
4: we met you at uh, Fly Fishing and Brew Festival and you're listening now, we appreciate you guys listening and yes, checking us out. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, it was cool. It was my first time going. Yeah, mine too. It is a traditional expo. Okay. So, like
1: inside a convention center, um, they had probably five or six different rows of, of vendors. Um, they had a few classes. There's probably... There was classes going on all the time yeah. they had like separate areas for classes mm-hmm.
4: so they had like a fly tire and then like an instructor area okay. and they had a casting pond that and was cool. uh they would do like casting instruction stuff where people could gather around but they like built it inside it was kind of it was kind of cool yeah um one thing that was bad about that though is anytime someone was at the casting pond because it was kind of a more open area they'd put them on the loudspeaker so we'd be in the middle of recording a, a interview podcast. yeah. And we'd have a guest, and then you could definitely hear it through the equipment. And it wasn't just like light chatter.
1: It was Yeah, yeah.
4: And we were like, okay, we had to pause. So we had to pause our interview, and then when they were done, that person would come back over, and, and we it. would finish the interview. So Evan is going to work some magic so that yeah. way you guys won't even <laughs> notice.
1: But there's probably two or three that the that listeners will hear a little bit of ch- coming up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they
2: so they had they had the regular fly tying stuff, but but. What what's the brew side?
1: So they had about f- they had three distilleries or three breweries. Okay. Um, I forget the name. Oh, but I talked with El Chingon. Okay, have you ever had their their beer? No, it's pretty good. But I fell in love with their beer because their cans used to uh, what it was. It was like um like a pull top. So you would like um. Like the top of like you know like canned beans or something. So it you would completely you off. would pop it and you'd pull it and the entire rim would become your glass. Yeah. And it was so cool and I loved it and it just made me feel like the beer tasted better. Mm. And so <laughs> I uh, it did. Like I'm like oh I can <laughs> like see this wide open. It did. Full, I'm like, like oh big man mouth yeah it's, a, this beer is breathing you know. <laughs> and faster flow exactly. because you got nothing holding it back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man it was beautiful and so I was talking with some people who worked there. And they were saying that because um, a little bit of the the product uh, supply chain stuff kind of affected it. But the main reason is is that they wanted to branch out from just being a Texas beer to kind of being uh, national. And other states actually have rules about the way you have your can set up. So she, there, she was telling me that California, because it's a top you completely remove – that it is considered a uh, deadly like, weapon. No, no. So <laughs> because you, it's like harder to recycle because instead of one thing to recycle, I now have two things I have to worry about, and I might litter with this one thing, you know. And then I guess Oklahoma won't let you have it because they believe it makes you drink your beer too fast. So we got no, you got no,
2: nothing holding you back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, so they said they ended up switching just to regular, uh, regular can top. <sighs> But I was super bummed because I was like, oh, I want to get me a good beer can here with a top, you know. And then she was like,
2: she broke the news to me. So what you could go and do like a tasting or yeah. you could just go and pick something that you wanted to So that's to exactly
1: try. it. Uh, the three breweries there had uh, several different beers to try. You could go to their tent. They would let you try all of them, but like, you know, in a smaller cup. And then you could go right across the hall where the actual convention center had all of their beers available to purchase, and you'd buy by the can. Mm. Um, So, yeah, they weren't giving out free beer, as like a free can of beer, but you could try them all. And so I'd go through, I'd try all the ones at one brewery, and then I'd go buy that brewery's beer. And then there was another brewery I was called, the Grapevine Brewery, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, they had some neat beers. They had one, like a cookie ale, where they were taking like an old English-style ale. And uh, which isn't super hoppy. It isn't super um, weedy. It's just like a beer. You know, it's 10 times better than a Pilsner, but it's just not... uh, It's just good, you know? And they would add, like, a little bit of cinnamon a little bit of nutmeg to it, and it kind of gave it this, like, almost, like, sugar cookie or, like, you know, like, Biscoff cookies. A little bit of that flavor on the tail end, and that was really good.
4: Mm.
1: And they made this other one that was an or, blood orange wheat ale, and uh, it was good. I love citrus and, like, anything, but also the cool thing about that, it was called Miracle Wheat, and in Dallas, uh, you know, I'm a big baseball fan, they have this really cool organization called the Miracle something, and what they do is they provide uh, baseball teams and a baseball league for kids.
2: The Miracle League. Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So the Miracle League. So yeah, yeah. they provide um, baseball teams uh, for kids with mental and physical disabilities. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of the proceeds from that particular beer Ran go, that. yep, That's goes awesome. towards that. That's so awesome. It was really
2: neat. Um, so I bought a couple of those. I'd just well. be too scared to like go at 11 o'clock and start drinking and oh man, the, the whole, like just buy all the fly tying stuff and yeah. Yeah, come home and get yelled at by the wife.
1: it's that's more likely to happen at Trout Fest. I will say there's less. There is there is one guy selling alcohol, and he was there the whole time, and so he's kind of remembering how much you're buying, you know. Um, But at Trout Fest, it's a little more rain's off. You know, it's like who's who's watching who, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, all in all, I think it was a good event.
4: Yeah, I love meeting new people. And then seeing people that I don't get to see that often that I know in DFW, like Stephen, who was on our podcast yes. uh, when he fished Bolivia. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude, and he lives up there. So we chatted with him for a while. And then just meeting, running into other people that I've known. And then meeting new people, like a lot of our guests we had never really met before. Yeah. And honestly... A lot of it was like introductions at the show. Mm-hmm. We interviewed a guy named Grant who is a rep for TFO. Yeah, Mike so cool. Emerson introduced us
2: yeah. with Real Recovery. With Real yeah.
4: Recovery, introduced us to Grant and said, "Hey, this is a guy you need to know." And so we started chit chatting with Grant. And then before you know it, you know, we're talking about we have him, we're sitting down with him on the podcast. He's talking about TFO. He's a musician. He wants to do our intro music for a podcast, and he's already been a listener of our podcast for a while. And so, like, those things are cool. Yeah. Um, I ran into a guy, Jeff Preddy.
1: Yeah, Jeff is – so oh, man. You'll listen on a future podcast. We interviewed him. But he yeah. was just, like, the greatest guy. So Yeah, much fun. so
4: Jeff uh, was a former taxidermist, and he started recycling wasted material into fly tying materials. And uh, I met him a couple of years ago at Trout Fest and then never reconnected with him. But I remembered him. He remembered me. And we just hit it off at the show and then had a great time on the podcast. And then he – Jeff is the one who introduced me to Steve. He's like, hey, Steve is a guy that you have to know. Steve Maldano, who's a, a uh, um, uh, um, um, uh, fly designer. And we got sat down with him on the podcast. And like, it was know,
1: funny the way that went. It was like, this person knows a person. Okay, I'll interview this guy. You know, yeah. you need to meet these people.
4: And then, oh, what was funny is at the very end, we were actually kind of packing up. Okay. Oh, yeah, we were, we were, <laughs> we were kind of, because we had long drive, and we all had to work on Monday. So we were kind of packing up, and then this, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh,
1: I, know, I remember Pierce. I Pierce. Remember, I can't remember Was the it other his dad, name. or was it a, a guy he was I think with. it's
4: somebody he works with. Okay. But he was like, hey, you guys want to do an interview? And we're like, Sure, why not? Yeah, like like we, I never met them during the show. He came to our booth and was he like He was like
1: he saw us interviewing our pot like doing our last podcast and he was kinda like hanging out and we finished up and he was like, Hey I got an outfitter for you guys to interview. Was like yeah. you guys you guys have time? We're like, "Okay, let's yeah. do it." So we
4: interviewed Pierce from Montana and uh, he's a sixth generation Montana uh, you know, Montana cattle <laughs> cattle rancher. Cattle cattle ranchers. Ranchers. And <laughs> he said it's not like Yellowstone portrays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. and so like he was like, a hoot too. Yeah, though yeah, Pierce was a hoot. He is he's a funny funny dude. Yeah. Um and you can tell like by the way he talks, he's Montanan. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: Just like the the little quips he'd have. Yeah, the quips he'd have.
4: So man, we we had a, a great time and like all the introductions. We have great interviews for you guys, and so that's a good good time to mention that our podcasts are going to feel a little different over the next couple weeks because yep. of Trout Fest and because of the Brew Festival. When we go to tr- when we go to those events and we interview somebody, we interview them for 30, 45 minutes.
1: Most to be about forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah.
4: about forty five minutes. We don't do the whole show because we don't have time to do that. We want to get as many, many interviews in as we can. So then what we do is when we come back, we record our pre-show Which is where you, right we here. talk about whiskey, banter, articles. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys that listen know what we normally do. And then we're just going to plug an interview on the back end of it. So yeah. um, that's how it's going to feel for a couple weeks. And some of these interviews aren't going to be coming out for – I mean, shoot, we probably have 12 in the bank oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Easy. So – um, it's going to feel a little bit different, but it's a way for us to uh, get great guests for you guys yeah, and meet then, new
1: people. And yeah, know. also
4: one thing I want to mention with Jeff uh, is that Jeff gets creates really has access to fly tying materials that you cannot find anywhere, anywhere else unless you know Jeff. Unless you know Jeff, because his apparent his dad and granddad are legendary taxidermists mm-hmm. they you know people that hunt in africa and other places they bring their taxidermy here and they have wasted material and jeff thought hey i could turn this into fly tying material and so you know he talks about that product pot he talks about that process that'll be coming out on a future podcast episode but what the cool thing that came out of that is is that jeff is a full-time guide and he doesn't really have time to manage the fly tying material side of things and so He's going to be giving us a bunch of fly tying materials to sell on our website. Yeah, so we and will so. Purchase that. Yeah, so soon I I would say hopefully by the time this podcast comes out oh, yeah. that we'll have some on our website. I mean, I have bison, warthog, did, did you, grab New you Zealand, zebra? New Zealand, no zebra. <laughs> New Zealand uh, New Zealand uh, sheep.
1: Did you get that uh, golden bison?
4: I did. We have golden bison, golden bison which nice. is a one of a kind bison aren't naturally golden and we have naturally golden bison
1: yeah.
0: that
4: will be on our website so if you guys are interested in any of these cool and unique fly tying materials i would say hopefully by the time this episode comes out they should be up that maybe some of them will be up some of them will be up at least i'm yeah. gonna it's kind it's of a process. a process it's gonna be a process but we're gonna get these up and then you know more materials will be added over time and then also some of these material once the golden bison's gone it's gone
1: yeah, because he doesn't know if he's going to have another one through. He may through. never
4: have another one come through. Yeah. And so some of these materials, um, if you guys are interested in them, and we'll post them to our Instagram and stuff like that. So um, uh, go on and check those out when this this comes out. And uh, I think that's going to be really cool. I think that was – man, I just loved hitting off with Jeff because he's such a fun guy. He's a guide up in Beaver's, uh, Beaver's Bend, okay. uh, Lower Mountain Fork in
2: uh, Oklahoma. You know, and, I, I uh, hadn't been to – when well, I saw you guys at TroutFest, I hadn't been in TroutFest in years.
1: Really, you didn't go two years ago? No. Okay. Um,
2: and um, and to see a ton of people that like I knew, um, you know, obviously besides you guys, but from from other stuff, that how small the world is, but how like cool people are reaching out and like wanting to be involved, helping oh, yeah. helping you guys yeah. out, and you know, push, introduce you to this, introduce you to that, and always been everyone's really appreciative like of that. that. Like
4: everyone is like like Bill Marshall. Who we had on the podcast. Mm -hmm. You guys probably listened to that episode, and it's currently one of our most listened to episodes. Um, Bill introduced us to Benny. And we had Benny on, like we recorded that at Trout Fest. And, like, that was an introduction. And so, you know, we're super appreciative of all that. People have sent us emails and said, hey, you guys should have this person on. I know this person, or guests that we've had on have said, you should talk to this person. They know a lot. Benny gave us a recommendation. We did the pharmaceutical bonefish. Story Story. a couple weeks ago. Benny Blanco dropped me the contact for the person that did that research.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have them on the so podcast. So we're going to have
4: them on the podcast eventually.
1: Yeah, to talk about yeah. the bonefish that we well, covered in that, the story that, three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, And I
4: just was talking to Benny about it, and he's like, I'll text your sure contact right now. And, like, that kind of stuff gets me pumped up. Yeah. So um, uh, all in all, the Brewfest is great, and if you guys can go next year, it's awesome. The hard thing is, I will say – is that the two big events are back-to-back. Well, I would say there's there's kind of four big fly-fishing events in Texas. There's the Houston Fly-Tying Show. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> Trout Fest. That's put on, and that's the week before Trout Fest.
1: Oh, so it would literally be back-to-back-to-back. Then,
4: to back to back. then there's Trout Fest, and then next weekend is Brew Fest, and then two weeks after that is Fly Fest.
1: IFDW. WD? No, no,
4: Fly Fest, which the good fly guys were telling us about, uh-huh. which I shot them an email today to see if we could get into that event. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fly Fest is two weeks later, and then IFTD is, like, in March. But that one's not in the state. I'm just keeping it local. Like, the four oh, big yeah. the four big events are pretty much, like, in a five-week, five- to six-week span. So it's hard to uh, – to hit all of them. To hit all of them. So I wish they spread them out a little bit more. I wish, like, you know, Trout Fest was either in the spring or the fall, and then Brew Fest was the opposite
2: of on that. On the other side. On the other side. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean – The people that put the events on, yeah. they got to do what they got to do. Yeah. I was trying to remember – I mean, the last time I went, you know, like I said, it was oh, – man, it, it was years upon years ago. You know, it was at Rio Raft and, and all of that. Um, You know, and I mean, the last one I remember is freezing my butt off or <laughs> watching the movies outside – um, on a cold night. But, you know, I, man, the Trout Fest was pretty cool. I probably yeah. dropped like 200 bucks and tying materials <laughs> and talking with everybody. Yeah. And, and seeing what it's uh, easy to uh, spend money. It's so easy to spend money. Yeah. You money. grab
4: a couple, there's distilleries, you grab a glass of whiskey, yeah. you, grab a free you walk beer. around, you meet somebody cool. And then next thing you know, the credit card comes out, and boom. You're
2: cooler for it. No, you see, that's why you pay in cash, so the wife doesn't know. (laughs) And you leave your bag in your buddy's car, who drove. (laughs) And, yeah. You slowly stink into the house over time. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly. Slowly oh, like, hey, look, my buddy gave me a bag of free stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> even though it was the stuff I bought from you know over there, or 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 at least you buy her a shirt, so like, hey, I got you this cool shirt, don't worry about the bag of crap that's in here, you <laughs> know, it's
1: on top. Here you
2: go, yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah, Trout Trout Fest, from what I remember, it, you know, was was good then, it's expensive. But it gets expensive, but yeah. man, it's so, there was a lot of cool stuff. It's and fun. been so much fun. And I know next year, like, definitely want to take the kid because of, you know, I always, I, I forgot how much, like, Texas Parks and Wildlife brings stuff out. And they, it's, they, so kid friendly. Friendly. it's so kid-friendly. Yeah. It's yeah. so family-friendly. Yeah. They yeah.
1: really try to focus on it being family-friendly. They had there. the
2: archery stuff. They had the pool stuff. They had a science area um, where, you know, they had stuff. In yeah, you could, glass. Kendall
1: and I, like, you know, science teacher, I was like, we were all in, all the bugs and everything, man. It was great. Yeah. Did you check it out? The entomology section. Mm-mm. They had all the different like local bugs that you could find in our rivers.
4: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he
1: would like he had like a book about like how each one you know moves and changes, and that was it was
2: cool. Yeah, no, those those it, it was a cool setup this year. I think the only thing that that stunk was like walking in the morning. You guys were kind of outside, so you didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. When he walked in, and had i guess gotten really cold that evening uh-huh. and the condensation on the inside of the tent he walked in and yeah. it was kind of raining inside oh, was it, really? yeah, it was raining inside the tent oh, uh but no it was it was all good i mean every it, you know a lot of really cool um uh, groups that were there you know with the real recovery casting for recovery You had uh, the the boats um sabine was out there uh, sabine uh, skiffs um there's another one duck skiffs black ducks something like that um I don't. There's. There's always someone you can talk yeah. to. it's easy to start walking I around. I will
4: say you. our booth buddies at both events were fantastic. Yeah. At Trout Fest, we had Wild Ops, which was the episode that dropped today. Yep. And then, and it uh, a, yeah. It was, and then yeah, it was our, our other booth interview. buddy was the Mayfly Project, which we know all those guys, and that is going to be the interview of today's episode. Yeah. And then at Brewfest, we shared with Alter Fly Fishing their faith-based fly fishing organization, and a Vista Colorado where I used to work and Nathan who we interviewed actually now is employed <laughs> by my former employer yeah. and then we uh, had native fly fishing on the other side of us and uh, catch cam nets
1: which are sweet they are nets. oh man we had to sit there and look at the catch cam nets the whole time yeah. they, they do they, like they custom graphics oh, on the so handle cool. and
4: they're totally customizable you can get like change your handle length and uh, like your colors and like your basket size. And then they come with a GoPro mount like built into it. So it's just like easy to throw a camera on.
1: And you can change the length of your handle. So you buy your basket and then you can like with a push button, you can swap them out. And it like it feels sturdy too. Like And uh, they're
4: like, Oh, we're gonna get you guys your honey hole logo. And we'll make some custom handles for you guys. And we're like, oh, here's my money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 really, here's my wallet. Yeah, that's honestly how it <laughs> went.
1: Yeah,
4: was he late. was from West Virginia. What was his name again?
1: Uh, Joe Joe Bragg. Yeah, Joe. And he'll be on the he'll be on the podcast in a few weeks. Uh, he was such a cool guy. Yeah, he used to play for Marshall football when like the We Are Marshall gotcha uh, crew was there filming when so. they were doing all the filming, and yeah. uh,
4: his tiktok for native fly fishing because now you know i'm on oh, tiktok you,
1: did you follow him on tiktok oh
4: dude his tiktoks are fantastic I need a, I, well, I it's have like a, TikTok, a whole different but... side of him that i that i met at the show uh-huh. and uh dude his tiktok his tiktoks are hilarious <laughs> it's a whole different side it's a him. whole different side of him like he's doing like their traditional like song like tiktok Trends and I'm like, I did not picture him doing
1: this. This is, and it is really? awesome. Oh yes. man, I want to get on TikTok just this, to see that.
4: Division one defensive lineman,
1: yeah, because he's probably like 6'6, six, six, like he's a division yeah. one defensive yeah, lineman, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: he's a big guy. Uh, but he was super, he was fun to hang out with oh, all yeah. weekend, he was so good, like, yeah, a
1: good booth mate,
4: yeah, and then the uh, alter, going back to alter Nathan. He has that weird uh, allergy to meat that you get from a tick.
2: Oh, so he
4: boy. talked to us about that, which was
2: super interesting. Was it the Lone Star tick? Is what you get it from? I think so, he no, called he, it he something got different. It, he
1: got it in Missouri north. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: but you get it. I, I thought you only get it from the specific Lone Star tick. Oh, really? Is, is the one? Yeah. yeah I don't know exactly the what scientific name. About. Yeah, but you you yeah. you eat you eat you eat meat after this happens, and you just develop this kind of allergy almost yeah uh, allergy yeah. almost food yeah allergy too. he it. talked
4: about it it was it's, oh that's it nuts was, so yeah, yeah. So it'll be coming up in a couple weeks yeah it'll be coming up so we had a great time guys so and this is why i wear waiters everywhere because i <laughs> yeah, really don't want to have it.
2: allergic to the allergy to meat i know i yeah. think that's
4: a north northern what, like tics? i don't uh, yeah i mean there's ticks here but it's not like i know like i've talked to people like ticks is like a daily check like if you go outside like people in Maine, mm-hmm. I, I know somebody, knew somebody that lived in Maine. It's like if you go out in the woods for like even like 10 minutes, you yeah, check tech. yourself for ticks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And they're not and big. And check they're your all like Different. They're all yeah. different all sizes different. up there. Yeah.
1: How many Have you guys ever had a tick on you? Yes. Yeah.
2: How many? A handful. One that I know of? <laughs> <laughs> I've had one tick on myself. Yeah. 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 Which was a surprise because you just look down and you're like, what the hell is that? It is. Yeah. And then it's like, oh great, I gotta figure out how to take this thing off. Yeah. And yeah. also
1: it's also funny where it's like, I haven't been outside in a while. And you're like, oh shit, it's been stuck on me for a bit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, yeah. No, it, that's exactly what happened to me. It's like I look down, I'm like, what is this? I got a mole? <laughs> yeah. I
1: got a new mole. Yeah. Know yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, but yeah, those things, yeah, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah,
4: Let's roll into articles. All right. Uh I have two. Let me do the first one. Uh this one's gonna be a conservation corner. Ooh. C four. So there's a big thing going on in Texas right now of the oyster fishery.
1: Right, yeah, that's been like everywhere right now.
4: When this comes out, this is gonna be a bit of old news, unfortunately, because the way that we have our schedule set up. Right, right. right. But I still want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh and people have been tagging us in this and we've been sharing information on it already on our on our Instagram page. But uh, TPWD is seeking public input on a proposed regulation change to prohibit the harvest of oysters in Carlos Bay, Mesquite Bay, and Aries Bay. So it prohibit
1: the harvesting of oysters in these bays.
4: In three bays, yeah. And they're saying the public is encouraged to provide comment on this proposed regulation change. And so there's a couple things happening. Number one. There was a Zoom meeting today answering questions submitted by the public. Yeah. That wasn't a public hearing, so your questions don't make a difference on the outcome, but they're just clarifying questions.
1: Right, but they're not putting them in the formal record.
4: They're not formal. That's correct. And so uh, I tuned in for about 45 minutes of it today. It was today from 6 to 8 p.m.
1: Was it pretty informational, you think? Um,
4: It was very informational. They're going to post the full video to YouTube uh, tomorrow and okay. we will post links to that in our Instagram story yeah and uh we'll we'll post links to that in the description of this episode nice. so that way you guys can go and uh listen to that because they clarify things that might be confusing when you read like a law it's not, it's not the most for us. It, yeah it's not the mo- it's written for legality and not for right. Us to understand (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) so they they clarify questions the funny thing is uh, a lot of people were asking questions that were like not related um to the proposed change and they were just trying to clarify and so like half the stuff was like that is not related to this and so we're not going to comment on
1: that And because it wasn't a formal thing it's just like
4: yeah they was just the 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 zoom meeting was just to ask questions about the proposed change right and, uh, and so, uh, one thing I will point out that they made, kept making very clear cause people were, um, asking it was it is all types of oyster harvest, commercial and personal.
1: So even personal, like if you wanted to go out <clears throat> cause you have a fishing license to grab a few oysters, you couldn't do that. That's correct. Okay.
4: It's across the board. So, um, uh, that was one thing that they kept making now, very do clear. do you know, is
1: this a short-term thing, or is this something they're implementing, and it might be forever? Uh,
4: I think they're going to evaluate with surveys year after year.
1: But right now, there's no end in sight. It's like, it's just going to... I
4: didn't get that clarification okay. from okay.
1: watching it. No, that's fine.
4: Um, but I also didn't watch the whole thing, although I plan on watching the whole thing, because obviously we're recording the podcast tonight, so I caught what I could, and I was right. about 20 minutes late. Yeah. So uh, I am going to watch the whole thing, um, but... Um, Definitely for the the upcoming season, um, but I don't know how long that would last. From what I gathered, it seemed like it was they were going to continue to do surveys and update as needed based on the surveys. But um, so there is a public hearing uh, Thursday. March 3rd, which is in two days from now, which will be past tense by the time you guys hear about this, but we are going to share information on our Instagram story. Um, a lot of our friends are going down there for the public comment. It's in three places, um, Galveston, Rockport, and Port Lavaca. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you guys if you guys went to public comment, I commend you and very much appreciate it. If uh, you weren't able to make it, that was happening and they did provide three opportunities for people to give their two cents on the matter
1: now okay uh, now
4: the, one second uh, let me finish and then i'll let i'll answer your question mm-hmm. um the last thing is and where i think our podcast could make the biggest difference is uh, official public comments can be provided on the tpwd public comment page until 5 p.m on march 23rd this podcast is going to come out you're going to be hearing the this before March twenty third, so you can still make a public comment. So you can still make a public comment. So I would recommend you guys. We will be posting the links in the description for the public comment page. You know, if you're on Spotify or Apple, if you don't know how to do that, just scroll down uh, to the description and click on that link, and you can personally add a public comment on your opinion. What I would recommend doing is going to watch the YouTube video of the clarification that they did of the rules and regulations, that way you're well-informed and you can provide a good comment. So that way you're informed on the issue and then you can make a, a public comment. What?
1: Now, okay, you may not know this, but what are the people in the fly fishing industry who live in those areas, what are they saying about it?
4: They're saying everyone, uh, everyone in this industry and that cares about conservation and knows how important important oyster reefs are to the fishery and to the overall health of our bays, are adamantly for closing oyster harvest. That's what I in figured. Okay, bays. okay. I
1: just wanted to make sure that because that's where I was picking up on yeah. this. Because that's that's what makes the most sense. Because oysters do so much for our ecosystem, so much for our base, especially and, like when you get these messages of oh, fecal matter is at all time highs in the bay, and I'm like, well, no. and
4: part of the problem is, and what I gathered from this uh, Zoom meeting is that, and what other comments I've seen are that oyster. Harvest is being closed in other areas and even other states, and those oyster boats are coming here to harvest our oysters. Because so of we're,
1: we're like even a surplus of a surplus. Of There's a surplus
4: of people coming in to harvest oysters because gotcha. you know their area was closed down for the same problems because the oyster size isn't what it should be. Right, and um, uh, overall, I, I I I prefer. And after talking with like Benny Blanco and talking to a lot of other people. Oysters are vital to our ecosystem, and if me eating a few less oysters a year means that we can ensure better fishing for the future and better fishing at our Texas coast and better health of the ecosystem, I'm willing to take a hit and eat less oysters or eat farmed oysters, um, because I think oyster farming is a thing now that they're setting up, um, and so... I'm all for that. So yeah,
1: no, I, it, it sounds good. And uh, you know, if if we if we can't do this, maybe we just something else. But you know, I know a lot of people do like the um, like the model letters. You know what I mean? Like on our website, we could have like a, even a copy and paste or like, hey, this is what we're sending. Um,
4: yeah, we could do that. just uh, you, you can, you this, can we email can. them. There's they have an email where you can you know email comments. Uh, but they there I did look at their official comments page, and it is like. You know, they want your name and your information, where right. you live, and, you know, some other information to verify that it's a legit comment. And then also that uh, you can fill it out. And on the Zoom meeting, they are going to read the comments gotcha. and they are being taken into consideration. Nice. So, okay, good. Um, if you guys, you know, this is an actionable chance for you guys to make a difference for your fishery. And I would highly recommend that y'all jump on board. Because if you don't make a difference now and our oyster reefs are completely, you know, gone in a couple of years, then I don't want to hear you complain about the red fishing wasn't as good as it used to be when you guys had an opportunity right now to go watch an hour to two hour Zoom meeting um, where they clarify the, the changes and then go and fill out a public comment and have your voice heard. So, um, Guys, this is your opportunity now to go make a difference, and I highly recommend you do, and we're going to make it as easy for you as possible to help you out by posting the links in the description of this podcast. We'll also post them on our Instagram page for you guys to click on and make it easy for you guys. It'll take five, ten minutes. It'll take two hours if you go watch the video and educate yourself. It'll If you guys just want to make a public comment, it'll take five minutes. Go on there, make a public comment, um, and uh, make a difference for our fishery here in Texas.
1: I like it, man. I like it. All right. Moving on to... Let's do your other article, and then I'll play my game second. Yeah, I, I could use a game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Let's do your other article. And, yeah, do your other
4: article, and then uh, we'll do the game. And I don't know what this falls under. Maybe we need things in nature-ish. <laughs> need things in nature-ish. Um, It's more of like a public service announcement. Call first before rescuing wildlife. I'm not going to read this article, (laughs) but... uh, uh, It's like a Lone Star Law episode, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what this article is saying, uh, down in the nitty-gritty, is that if you see wildlife uh, and you think that that innocent little raccoon, for example, may not have a mother around, think twice (laughs) (laughs) before you take it home as a pet. And call someone before you decide to rescue it. Basically, what uh, this article breaks down is, you know, someone in Washington, this happened in Washington State, you know, saw, like, an infant raccoon and thought that its parents were not around and thought, uh, I'm I'm going to be a hero and I'm going to save the day. So they took this raccoon as a pet, and as the raccoon grew older, they realized uh, raccoons are kind of crazy, and that... Maybe taking a wild raccoon as a pet may have not been the best idea um because it's a wild animal. And so uh what happened was they took it as in a pet, it grew, it became wild and uh untrainable and probably doing whatever rac being a trash panda of the house, <laughs> trash panda of the house. <laughs> and they called, you know, a wildlife rescue center and said, "Hey, can you guys take this raccoon off of our hands?" And they basically said, "Well, you're putting us in a pickle because number 1, you have uh, naturalize this animal to a sense by allowing it into your house so it can't survive in the wild. And number two, you probably should have called before you took it anyway because, you know, raccoon parents leave them around or may have a den nearby, and you probably shouldn't have taken this raccoon in the first place. And so um, I think just a good good advice before you just decide to rescue a wild animal would be to call a, a local... A wildlife rescue center. Um, if you don't have one, call one in your state, even if it's not local, and just ask them their advice because they know how these animals react. You know, uh, deer uh, fawns will be left. Their mother will leave them, and they're scentless, and people come up on deer fawns all the time and say, oh, its mother left it. You know, it's helpless, but they leave it there for safety so the mother can go find food, water, Whatever else, and they come back and retrieve their fawn later, and so people find fawns all the time and say the mother's not around. Um, an evil, horrible hunter must have shot Bambi's mother, and so now we have to <laughs> and now we have to rescue it. Well, no, that's not the case. The mother is probably going to come back around, and so especially especially if you live in the city, ain't nobody shooting a deer in the city. And so, call your local wildlife agency before you decide to rescue an animal. Um I have a personal experience of this I'd like to share. During COVID, uh I tried to uh I saw I was on a walk. Um I wasn't working, so I went on walks every day. I was on a walk and there was a baby hawk on the ground. And uh I actually called a local wildlife agency and they gave me advice on what to do and I followed their advice and unfortunately it's not a happy ending. Uh the baby hawk died. But I called them and did their recommendation. So basically what they said, just to kind of give you guys a breakdown of what happened in my situation, is there's a baby hawk on the ground. There was an obvious nest above it, and the night before were hot, very high winds and heavy rain. And so what probably happened is the hawk got knocked out of the nest during the night, um, and it was on the ground. It was still alive. and But given its age, they couldn't do anything, um, and so they recommended that I build a nest in the same tree or a nearby tree, and maybe the parents, if they didn't have any other birds in the nest, would claim this new nest as their own and be able to train that baby hawk. i also like to point out this hawk had taken like probably like a 40-foot plunge. Like the, the, the nest was way up in the trees. So probably had some other issues going on. So I, you know took a milk crate they recommended like a milk crate and building filling it with natural nesting materials and then hanging it from a tree so i asked my neighbors who lived on the street if i could build a nest in their tree they allowed me to so i took a ladder and hung this nest in the tree put the baby hawk in it and i would check in on it every day i would basically take a gopro on a long stick and like wave it over the nest because i didn't want to be attacked by a parent by, like, climbing a ladder up and then looking in the nest, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's, t- you know, parent hawks in my face. So I take a GoPro camera, wave over the nest, pull it down, and then look at the footage. The parents never reclaim, never reclaim the nest. And eventually it had died, so I pulled the nest down and, you know, did that. But uh, although it's not a happy story, uh, I think the best chance in a lot of these cases is to call your wildlife agency and see what they recommend. Don't just take a pet raccoon or a squirrel or fox or...
2: I'm Whatever. just saying, how cool would it have been if we came in today, Zach, and Landon had this awesome hawk on oh, his man. arm?
1: You just had trained it from had a baby. Trained it from a baby. Uh, what do you call a baby hawk? hawk a baby wave? hawk. Baby hawk. <laughs> <laughs> <A> baby hawk. <laughs>
4: No, what's it called? Where you train hawks? Um, oh, falconry? falconry. Falconry. Yeah, falconry. Well,
2: funny. I I remember the first time I looked through one of the the hunting regulations things, and it said, "Oh, falconry is open from this and this." I'm like, "You could shoot those things? I didn't think you could." <laughs> no, no. And I've seen that before in college. There was a we had a lot of a grackle issue, and all of a sudden, I remember, we're looking out the screen door and we're seeing all these grackles just going around and we walked outside and just literally just almost got hit in the face by this low-flying falcon and the trainer was standing about 100 yards away from us and he was just getting it to chase those birds it was the coolest thing i've ever seen falconry is super cool actually throughout this
4: process i was looking into falconry um it's super cool you have to catch a wild bird um a pretty much like a young adult bird how do you catch it i have no idea but falconers they catch their own birds owls or falcons or you know uh, hawks or whatever they want to train but they require a lot of care yeah and their diet is extremely specific and you have to manage their weight and it's like within an ounce and like i was like no that's that's too much and i also live in a san antonio like yeah What am I going to have to do, like hunt squirrels out of the back tree? I don't know. Doves? Doves, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) It was just like a lot of work, but I did have this kick on falconry for a little bit after that. Yeah. Um, And I want to experience that, but like someone else that's a falconer, and, like, go and, like, do that with him. I think it would be super sweet. I, I like saw
2: it. one of those videos on YouTube with the Golden Eagles out in Mongolia. Ooh, Mongolia. Yeah. Oh, it's like, you see that, and you're just like, yeah, it would oh. be cool to have one. But, yeah, you're, you're right. It's a lot of work. And <gasps> they go oh, catch them, man. They go catch those, those
4: like, cool. e- those Golden Eagles. And Did you guys see the new
1: Jackass? No. <laughs> Did you okay. See it? All well, right, we're yet. moving in that direction. Let's go <laughs> not there. Not no, not no, no, yet. let's because go there. Because somebody had a pet vulture. Oh, oh gosh. Oh man. And they fed it off of somebody's body. Of course. So it was great. Mm. It was oh so funny.
2: Just a cool a golden golden eagle. Just walk in a bar with a golden oh, eagle yeah. on my gosh,
1: own. jackass, man. I gotta go watch a new After one. After that though, I mean like walking with a vulture, you probably are gonna turn more heads than walking in with an eagle.
2: Yeah, but a golden eagle. For well, those like, like that condor, condor, yeah, that, that yeah, big yeah, the condor California they have condor. over there at uh, at the zoo. Like, yeah, its wingspan like, oh. like as wide as that right there. Oh, you yeah. know,
1: it's freaking giant. It's like the pterodactyl today. Yeah. Mm.
2: But yeah, falconry is cool. We should do that as a group sometime. That'd be fun. I'm sure Go we water. can find. I'm sure you can find yeah, someone yeah. from, especially from the with the Audubon Society on the South Side. <coughs> have yeah. you guys
1: ever thrown socks up in the air when bats are flying around?
2: What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I'm not. I can't say i thrown kind socks, <laughs> dirty kind socks r- at bats. What kind of random Bernie
1: crap are you doing? Yeah, I actually, it wasn't Bernie. So, what did they do? Yeah. yeah, so, okay, so you know how they use, like, echolocation? Yeah. Right? So, if you throw a sock up in the air, okay. right, they don't recognize what it is. So, as the sock's coming down, like, you get, like, three or four bats that are just, like, beelining to try to get the sock. And they're not fast enough, you know, it falls They just don't know what it is. They don't know what it is, so they're chasing it. Yeah, so if you have bats flying up around you, you throw a sock in the air and it comes down, and like you have like three or four bats like trying to get it. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, so it's kind of like my falconry. The more you
1: know. <laughs> oh, bat, not- bat falconry,
2: bat- dirty bat- socks. <laughs> <laughs> Hold yeah. on, babe. Let me take my shoe off. There's a bat flying around. Let me throw one up. Exactly. It oh. could be more accurate. <laughs> yeah, my luck. It's some like you know protected bat that gets that's knocked right. out by Dude, a dirty has- sock, and I got to call. Texas Park to come out. <laughs> what happened? Well, I heard if you throw your sock at bats flying around. They chase they it. They chase They it. get it. Not my fault.
1: Oh, man. It was, was wrong information from the get-go. Are you guys ready? Let's, uh, so
4: Zach's got a game for us. I it's do. It's called uh, what's it called, Zach? Flyer band. <laughs> so me, Zach what is th- going to give us what uh, a name, and we have to guess if it's if the it's if f- name of a fly, fly or, if or if it's the name, name of a, of a band. band.
1: Uh, typically, an indie rock band is what we are looking
2: for. Indie rock band. Yeah. Okay. So I'd
4: say me and Gabe, we've both worked at Fly Shop, so yeah, I I'm feeling pretty good. But I know nothing about bands. Like I don't know. Music we is started not...
2: drinking a while ago, so we'll see.
1: All right, you guys ready? Let me so. keep score because I want to know. Wait, are we is it us versus you? I think it'd be us versus well, no, you. No, I yeah. know the answer. I think it's you versus you. Gabe versus Landon.
2: No, no, no. no, no. I think it's b- right
4: versus wrong.
2: It's yeah. us
1: versus you. Uh, us versus okay, you. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha, you. I gotcha, so yeah. me, and, me and Gabe will okay. come we're, up I'll, to it. play I'll in the I'll machine. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Go yeah. against the
4: machine. This is going to have to be a regular thing because I'm like honestly it. kind of excited. There's enough.
1: So I, I'm only going to do a couple that keep me going. <laughs> so,
4: so we should do, uh, like, let's say seven. Okay, I like it. And that way we can Ooh, do, like. yeah, seven's plenty. Because then
1: it's like four versus three if it's close. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. All right. Natalie Portman's shaved head.
2: Oh, there's no way that's a fly. <laughs> there is no way. Who? Can, I mean, a band. That's the worst name for a fly ever. But fly. Oh, dude, we're already stumped on number <laughs> what one. You, what would you? What would you? What would you? What would you? What would you think this fly would even consist of?
4: It's probably like a process in fly tying where they like shave the head. Is this a fly or a process of? It has to be a fly, a fly name, but I'm saying they named the fly after the process. Oh, now, see, now I'm so I, now angry I could, I can, <laughs> because I'm like, I want to see this fly because this is this is this so is
2: someone taking like a sex dragon and putting flash on. it. I, I well, I could see it being like some kind of like deer hair
4: head, and because they shave it down to get the shape, they call it Natalie Portman's shaved head. <sighs> also,
2: feel like band. You think band? This is ridiculous, the ban. This is some regional dude on Instagram <laughs> that's got four hundred likes, followers, whatever. It's like oh, I made this. It's called an Nelly Port. Are you Shamed are Ted. you are you doing like SoundCloud artists too? Like, like yeah, I mean, like, like I, hand I, out their mixtape mix at the gas station. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't verify.
1: Honestly, they could just be singing into their iPhone. At one Full point, disclosure, you know? I thought this was gonna be a lot easier. Now this is pretty <laughs> rough. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I I thought this would be easy. I'd be like, oh, we're about to. I'm gonna have to say, I feel like if there was a fly called Natalie Portman Shaved Head, we I would have heard known. about it.
1: Yeah,
2: we would have known.
4: We, I would have heard about. it. I'm gonna go band. Band.
2: You guys are correct. It, it is a yes. band. No way. Oh. it is a band. Gosh. But now the next fly I come <laughs> up with is gonna be Natalie Portman Shaved Head. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this is a good name generator.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. Cherry Popper. Band. Cherry Popper. Yeah, I'm going to have to go banned. Okay. You guys are correct. It is a, oh. it is a band. Yeah, that one. Woo,
2: woo. <laughs> Again, it's like... It, it could be. It could be a regional, right. some random dude, especially with social media nowadays. Oh, this
1: is rough. Okay. Surreal girl. Band. Ah, band.
4: Now I'm starting to get into intricacies, <laughs> right? Of it. Like, exactly. with, like with, what could it with, be? No, no. But now I'm thinking, like you know, like high school tests. Like, would they give? Would Zach give three bands in a row? And is he trying to throw us off? And make us think it's a fly. have a
2: cadaver.
4: Scantron out. What is it again? Surreal girl.
1: Surreal girl. I'm gonna have to go. Band. Band. It is a fly no. called the
3: surreal oh. that girl. BS. Uh,
1: you got a picture? Picture pi- doesn't exist? Yeah, yeah, picture this doesn't exist. Oh, come on. It was on a forum. Let me name this. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it's, oh, I so, don't did, so, know.
2: I guess social media flies are the worst. <laughs> we're,
4: we're taking. Uh, yeah, we're. Ooh, this can be rougher than I thought. I yet. want. To, I still
2: want to see what
1: it looks like. All right. Ratface McDougal.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bodie McBoatface face.
4: <laughs> rat face McDougal. So it's either a mouse pattern or it's I'm gonna go with Fly. You see, now you're thinking that he's like, Well, would you give us two in a row? <laughs> no, flies? no, no. I'm just thinking Rat face McDougal, like some some like guitarist is named McDougal. And
2: uh <sighs> Band, Band, Band.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go band. band. It is a fly. No. Thanks, Landon. Thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's probably some stupid deer hair spun thing with like a rubber band tail. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, this is oh, terrible. Oh,
1: man. This Good. is going to have to be a regular thing. I'm oh, having yeah. <laughs> way
4: too
2: much fun with this. I'm getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we're two for two. We're two versus two. Two and two.
1: Shop vec. Fly. Fly
2: fly. Cart fly. It is a fly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. This is, I'm upset. <laughs> 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 literally angry. Uh, Okay. We're we on like five now? It's uh, three, three, three to two. Three to two. Three to two. Three, two. Okay. okay. Let's see.
1: Devil Wears Prada.
2: Banned. I have two other CD's. No, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm going to go with band. Is this, is this a trick question where it's both? No, it can't be.
4: <laughs> it can't be.
2: It's got to be I feel be like band. I've
4: heard of a fly in it.
2: You want to go fly? I'll go fly with you, but I still think it's a band. Well, if you think it, you have more confidence about it, so I'm I have 50-50. have confidence on all of these. If we're pulling regional forum flies, <laughs> let's get angry. <laughs> Social media flies <laughs> It's a clouser But I'm tying it with craffer And I cut it Now it's called Natalie Portman's bald head I <laughs> Put a big old cone head a on old there cone head on there That's it dude I'm tying something That's gotta how, yeah, You gotta do Natalie yeah. Portman's yeah. It's like how does How does Umqua Come up that? and go We approve it But we gotta change the name Change <laughs> name
4: What was that V for Vendetta Yeah V for yeah. Vendetta Yeah, Where she yeah, shaved yeah. her head oh, Yeah. My god Ugh off and topic,
2: he, I did see, I did you know get the kid to watch some uh, some Star Wars stuff. She kind of got into it, you know. She's oh six nice. now, so we saw the first Star Wars, and I was like, "This is, this is the worst Star <laughs> this Wars." <is> worst. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Anyway, okay, what do we got? Are we still talking a uh, devil? What was it Devil Wears Prada? B- band, <sighs>
1: band, band. It is a band. Oh, it is. I a did not band. feel good about that one. No kidding. This <laughs> is. This is <laughs>
2: Ter- you know when you when you when you said hey let's let's do this <laughs> i'm like hell yeah man the extensive fly tying knowledge that so i so have I'm like, yeah, oh no, yeah we we're like this. oh me and gabe are going to bag this yeah. up and then now you're throwing out these weird names like their horse <laughs> horse track race horse <laughs> names <laughs> i'm having a lot of fun doing this guys
1: <laughs> uh all right <clears throat> Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: that has to be a fly. <laughs> you know what? I'll go fly. Okay. I'll yeah, go fly. Well, and even if we get it wrong, we've still gotten our four, and this is the last one. If it was a fly, what did you? Th- what would you think it was? Like a dry fly streamer? What would you think it'd be? Oh, uh, if Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. It'd have to be a bass fly for sure. No joke, right? Uh, yeah. It'd have to be a bass fly. Uh, <sighs> It'd have to be like,
2: Yeah. I want to know the form that this thing's on. <laughs> I'm I'm joining that form. it's, it's a bass Crap. fly soaked in Copenhagen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, right?
2: With with a with a trailing like uh a plastic worm behind yeah. it. And it is a streamer guy who came up with it. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a streamer, streamer yeah. dude, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. A uh, fly for sure. It is a band. Oh. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> Jr. I thought you guys
1: actually wanted cuz I've heard of a few of these, especially Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. So, <sighs> Oh man, that was a fun segment, guys. I enjoyed that. I'm upset. No, we won. I know, but still, I'm like three. That's
2: not bad. I want to. You guys, you guys thought you were gonna sweep it. I want to reach out to that guy. I thought it was gonna be a sweep. (laughs) I thought,
4: (laughs) I thought we were gonna. I was gonna go in the house and hand you a broom. I'm
2: Like, well, this (laughs) segment sucks. We'll never do this segment (laughs) again. (laughs) Too easy. Yeah. Oh my god. Good gosh. (laughs) what did we miss? What was the one we missed? So yeah, go over the ones that we missed, Zach. All right. So you missed. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jr. Okay. That could have gone either way. I, yep. I believe you. That could have yeah. been a bass fly.
1: Yeah. Ugh. You missed Surreal Girl, which was a fly. I want
2: to know what it looks
1: like. You missed Rat Face McDougal, <laughs> <laughs> which was a fly. Uh, you got Shop Vac correct. hmm You got Devil Wears Prada correct. You got Natalie Portman's Shaved Head correct. And you got Cherry Popper, correct. Yeah. Cherry Popper was obviously You a see, band. out of all of them, <laughs> I still... See, but what? it's Popper. I thought that one might get uh, yeah. you guys. I thought it might be like a bright red Popper, you know? No, but knowing, like, first thing,
4: like, word association... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...was, like, the Cherry Pie song, and knowing what that's about, I was like, that's a band name. <laughs> that's a band name, for
1: sure. I'm so upset. <laughs> yeah. I'm going home
4: <laughs> upset tonight. <laughs> Zach, I bet you could get real, some real good stuff. I'm gonna keep.
2: uh, This is going for a bit. Uh, I'm gonna keep pulling them. Well, because you know, there's people like listening to this, going like, "Oh yeah, there's no way." Yeah, they're like, "Oh no," they're like, "They're agreeing
1: with you guys." Like, "Oh yeah," no, no.
2: (laughs) I mean, what's out of like? This is gonna be.
4: We need we need music for this. Oh,
1: like a correct and like a wrong and.
4: Oh, we need a correct and a wrong, and we also need an intro to.
1: Yeah. 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 Flyer, flyer band. Flyer band.
2: So upset. It just cause it yeah. Those are I mean, again, some of these names now ah, social media. I hate social media. But yeah.
1: I will say uh most of the flies I picked did not come from a forum. They came from actual reputable sites that had pictures with those flies.
2: Reputable sites. Yeah. <sighs> what
1: oh, like? No, uh, like no I know. I was like uh fly materials or something like that. Dr. No, I, I, w- what I want what I want you
4: to do is I want you to like go to SoundCloud and like just find the like the crazy the crazy random artists. names and then like go to the dark web and find like the fly designs that people are like you know Embarished just like about. i mean Ready yeah. McGrath
2: face whatever i mean how <laughs>
1: Rat face McDougal. Rat face McDougal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! Who would have <laughs> thought that would have been a fly? Honestly, that I, that just sounds like a band name. Rat it, face just, yeah, it just yeah, it sounds.
2: Does. I mean, for how close we are to Austin, like right. it just seems like there would be a rat face. There's, there's a rat face playing. <laughs> yeah, playing at Paper Tiger. Rat face McDougal. <laughs> <Yeah, it's> like <laughs> okay, they are
1: there somewhere. Oh, you
2: yeah, mean I went to college with those guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Portman's shaved head. <laughs> that would be a good fly name, though. Dibs! I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see that tomorrow, like on Umqua. <laughs> Umqua picked up, you know. That this dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's we, like a, we'd
4: have to give her some royalties since like we're a using slider. her slider.
2: Yeah, <laughs> maybe. How, yeah, again, how would that work? Well, uh, yeah. What's the cr- what? You would call these? it Natty P Shaved Head. Natty, Natty P Shaved Head. <laughs> <ten. laughs> I'm just trying to think of like what are the crazier fly names out there right now? I mean, obviously, like Kelly Gallup stuff are all hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't think of any other you know, funny names off the moment on, on some of these flies. But, yeah, I mean, I couldn't even tell you what that would have been. No. Now I'm going to go look in anger and then write this Only guy. look up
1: the ones we've uh...
2: – No, no, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, of yeah course. No, course. No, 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 no. This, uh, this was, a, this, this was a, a lot more fun than I thought it would <laughs> be. Yeah, was <really> yeah. Great. <laughs> that's
4: hilarious. I, I th- honestly thought that between Gabe and I working in fly shops
1: – oh, I've looked through every catalog. Yeah. My yeah. favorite was when Gabe was, like, banned, and then you would convince him <laughs> it's a fly, and it a fly. <laughs> uh,
2: that was fun. Yeah, that was great.
4: Well, guys, <laughs> is at, that all we have before the interview? We're at time. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to move into an interview that we did at Trout Fest with the Mayfly Project. Yeah. And Mayfly Project is an organization that takes uh, kids and foster care and they take them on fly fishing out on outings. And at the end of the outing, they get to take all the gear with home with them. So that way they can continue to fly fish on their own time. Uh, there is a Rocky, who lives here in San Antonio, is a friend of ours, is starting a San Antonio chapter here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited to where he's going to take it. And we may be volunteers. We'll have to see what happens. But I hope you guys enjoy this interview with the Mayfly Project And if you guys are interested, if this inspires you and you guys want to help Rocky out, I would encourage you to shoot us an email and I will get you in touch or his information will be in the description and you guys can go through the process of, of, of being a volunteer and they call them mentors, but you can be a mentor to a kid in the foster care system and teach them how to fly fish. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy the interview.
2: This year's NBA Playoffs are going to feature a lot of great rookies, and FanDuel wants you to be one of them. Make your debut on FanDuel Sportsbook with promo code ROOKIE, and your first bet is risk-free up to 1000 bucks. so you can bet the point spread, grab the money line, or build a same-game parlay. And if you make a rookie mistake, FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in site credit, so you can take another shot. OK, this guy's got potential. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up and unlock your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. We're looking forward to seeing what you're made of.
1: 21 plus in President Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
4: This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it from now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head-to-head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and TBS. Hey guys, we have a great interview for y'all today with the Mayfly Project. We have uh, Jess Westbrook and Rocky Sanchez with us from the Mayfly Project. And we're excited to talk about what you guys do today. So um, why don't we start, uh, Jess, will you give us kind of uh, how did the Mayfly Project start and what is the Mayfly Project?
0: Yeah, sure. So my name is Jess Westbrook, uh, founder of the Mayfly Project. we founded the Mayfly Project in 2015. It happened after I was having some uh, some really hard uh, anxiety and some hard times uh, after my first son was born. And um, when when all that kind of happened, I knew that I wanted to get back using fly fishing because fly fishing had been healing to me during my anxiety. And uh, so I knew that I wanted to give back. And one Sunday we were at church and um, they uh, were talking about foster kids, and I was like, "Man, that's that's what I want to do." So. Um, you know, here we are seven years later, right? So we have sixty projects in thirty-five states and the United Kingdom. Um, oh, awesome! That's yep. crazy. Yeah, I it, did
1: not know it was that large. Yeah, it's
0: wild. It's yeah. wild. Um, but yeah, so we basically we mentor foster kids through fly fishing. So we'll take our foster kids on five outings and we'll teach them everything to you know about fly fishing. We'll teach them, you know, casting, conservation, fly tying, all that good stuff. And at the end we will outfit them with everything they need to fly fish on their own so we'll give them their own fly rod, their own pack, their own flies, everything. So
4: so what is a um, what does a project look like and why is it called the Mayfly Project?
0: Well, so uh, why is it called the Mayfly Project? I don't have a very good story for that. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> we we started out with a thing where it was going to be like we were coming, we we're doing Mayfly, and we were going to try to do an acronym with that. So it's going to be like mentoring at-risk youth through fly fishing love. And I couldn't couldn't come up with anything for the why. And then my wife Laura. Like, we were on our way to Thanksgiving, and she was like, what about the Mayfly project? And I was like, yeah, okay. So, I don't have a great story, Landon, about mm. that. I do know that you guys kind of tailor the projects off, like, the stages of a Mayfly, right? Correct, yep. correct. Yep, so we have five stages. So, we have, like, you know, Nymph, you know, that goes all the way up to a done stage, you know. And so, each, each one of those things have different... Um, criteria in them and and, and it's it's more about a guideline like um, every project is different too so like our project you know Rocky's project in San Antonio's looks a lot different than the one in Coeur d'Alene Idaho you know so every project looks a little bit different but yeah we have those five stages they can earn buttons much like um, like Boy Scouts so there's nine buttons they can earn um, throughout the project and yeah so we basically just pair our mentors up with foster kids and they go out on the river and learn all kinds of good stuff and have a lot of fun yeah. So
1: okay. So there's there's five. Um, you call them settings or, or stages. Stages. Okay. E. And so, how far apart are each of the stages? Like, are you trying to do it all in like one
0: week, one month? So that's a great question. So we we basically want those five stages done within a six month window. Okay. So that way there's a start and stop time both for the kids and the mentors. Yeah. So it's really, really important that you kind of set those boundaries. So, you know, when we leave, the kids don't think that we're, you know, this is just the way the process works. We mentor them through five sessions and then we, you know, we'll come back next year. And so we have a lot of kids that go through the program more than once. So have we had, we've had we had some kids in Arkansas go through at least like four times. So. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So then on each outing, uh, uh, how many uh, kids are you guys looking to, to have there? So anywhere from, you know, probably five to 12 kids okay. is, is pretty, pretty much the, you know, the window that we really like. We've yeah. had, had some outings that I've had like 20 kids, you yeah. know, but um, I would say five to 12 is a sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. What are the requirements for kids to go on? The, what are your guys' requirements for kids to go on a project? So, um, obviously, they they will have had to have been or are currently in foster care, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even if they've aged out of the system or if they've been adopted, you know, they still have that trauma from being taken away from their parents. So, um, as long as, you know, they've, they've you know, been in the system at one time. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously, we'll, um, you know, we, we do work with, like, caseworkers and whatever to just make sure that there's not, you know, nothing that could be harmful to themselves or to our mentors. But, I mean, other than that, there's no real... You know, just foster kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's I, also
1: even if they age up. So you guys have people in their early twenties who are going as well, um, or
0: not? Not really early twenties. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? But like, I mean, we will have some kids like up to like eighteen or yeah, 19. yeah like if they just aged out. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
4: I know that in in every every project is different. Every state is different, and what uh, what organizations you guys are working with. And I know that a hard thing. Is actually partnering with someone that wants to do these projects. So, how do you guys find the projects and overcome the obstacle of of getting everything going?
0: Yeah, so that's a that's a great question, Landon. Um, so, like Rocky here and and you actually, you know, um, being mentors. So, so you know, projects are basically set up. Um, geographically you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um so we don't want any project that's you know within like a two-hour radius of each other pretty much you know one and a half to two hours Like we kind of feel like that's you know um kind of kind of too close but basically you know we'll have people that reach out to us and they want to start projects um we typically try to only start five a year mm-hmm. um just to make sure that they're uh sustainable and so that y'all we are getting training. more
4: requests than five per
0: year oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay oh yeah we yeah. turn we, we we turn down more than we start oh wow yeah okay but
1: that's so smart that way you, like you said you can actually give the attention to those yeah. five that you're starting that's
0: right yeah. that's right so we, we really want to make sure that the project's sustainable and that you know the the lead mentor's been well trained and they feel well equipped to do you know the mm-hmm. work and um and sometimes it takes a couple of years to get projects up and going yeah. you know so we're, we're constantly we have a backlog of projects i think right now um, we're scheduling for 20, like we have some like on the books for 2023 is full. We have some on the books for 2024 already. And
1: that's, you're already working with those, mm-hmm. those, uh, lead mentors trying to get everything in line.
0: Yep. So we do like zoom calls and we have trainings, you know, at night. And so, yeah, we're just constantly trying to work with, you know, our leads to make sure that they're prepared to, to take on everything. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I, and I can attest to, uh, I think I kind of, uh, the ball started rolling and COVID hit kind mm. of at the same time. That presented a unique challenge, and now Rocky is dealing with that challenge of finding a a foster care group to work um, because it just kind of – it was radio silence for me a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, it can, it can be. And yeah. like I said, Rocky's Rocky's been working real hard in San yeah. Antonio to try to get that thing yeah. going. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. I appreciate Rocky for taking that over. <laughs> just, just persistence. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, will you talk about uh, maybe some uh, testimonials from the kids and like how this impacts their lives positively after going on one of the tre- one of the retreats?
0: Yeah, so um, you know, I, I often say that you know, fly fishing is definitely full of of you know of a, of a lot of different people, right, from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and fly fishing definitely has a healing tool to it. So much like you know our you know casting for recovery is doing great work and um you know project healing water is doing great work and and all of those you know their participants have ptsd and all these different things our kids have the same thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so all the same healing properties um that these adults are receiving you know our kids are getting them too so um so yeah so all the time you know we'll we'll hear it from caseworkers that'll be like hey you know these these sisters are always fighting or whatever but when they go out on the outings you know they for some reason get along you know or we'll um I've heard several times uh, this past summer I heard a story about a kid in Colorado who, um, you know, the mentor was like walking over this bridge and he was like, I I know that pack, right? Like all of our packs that we give away – typically are fairly uniform you know like that year it was like a blue pack and he's like i know that pack you know and so he saw um one of their mentees that was just railing fish with her uncle like she was taking her uncle like teaching her uncle how to fish oh, you know, so yeah that's yeah, awesome we see we we hear stories and see stuff all the time you know just about you know our kids that you know even keep time like i've got a couple kids in arkansas that are constantly like hey you know mr jess will you send me more fly time materials you know so oh, it's, awesome. it's cool yeah. stuff yeah
4: yeah that's awesome um have any kids been adopted because of Mayfly project
0: yeah so before covid we used to partner with um a, an organization called Project Zero in Arkansas we do some films and so we've actually had 5 kids um adopted because of films that we did yeah. uh, with the Mayfly project like i think the very first one we did like uh they actually had to quit taking applications to adopt this kid like it was like DCFS got just like i think they had like 20 something calls and oh, they were like wow. oh man we can't like we got a home, you know, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we've had five kids that have been placed in permanent placement because of TMP. So oh, that's, that's really cool. awesome. That's a great
4: partnership. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. We haven't had a mentor adopt one yet, but you know, uh, one I'll of have, these days it'll happen. I yeah. think it'll happen yeah. one day, yeah. you know? So
1: yeah. on the, on the, at the stages, do you guys partner one, one kid to one mentor or that is our goal. Okay. Yeah. And do they have the same mentor for every stage?
0: Um, it just kind of depends. Yeah. You know, some projects kids like to jump around and some projects, you know, like it, it always seems like in, in my personal project in Arkansas that we have, um, we'll have kids that, um, we'll have like two or three kids that stay with the mentor the whole time. And yeah. we have a couple other kids that just, you know, they want, want to fish new. with everybody. Yeah. 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 So it yeah. just kind of depends, you know. That's awesome.
1: What
4: are some of the bigger like uh Uh, foster care groups you guys have paired with and what is that relationship like to work with them and kind of get them on board because it seems like to me once you actually you know are working with the caseworkers and with the groups and have your foot in the door then they want to work with you and continue working with you um and uh so how how does that process kind of layout
0: yeah so that's a that's a good question so every state's different you know texas is different than arkansas and arkansas is different than you know Mm -hmm. the united kingdom but um you know we we partner with like casa a lot Mm -hmm. um which is court appointed special advocates to find kids we'll partner with um dcfs directly um that tends to be a more challenging you know um avenue to go and then we'll also you know we'll find like um there's tons of groups um like in Arkansas that a lot of them seem to be like have religious affiliation that have you know homes and stuff like that like group homes. So group homes are our main place that we try to go find kids for yeah. sure cuz the kids are all at one location and then we just have to take the mentors to the kids to them. Yeah.
1: Right. Um so I guess most of the the stages aren't on the water or a lot of them are. So
0: I would say probably 3 out of the 5 are on okay. the water. Okay. Oh, so you guys yeah. are out
1: most of the time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, we're, you know, normally the first outing will be like, okay, we're going to eat pizza and cast. So yeah. we're we're still doing stuff, but we're just not like, you know, yeah. physically in the river or on the yeah. pond.
4: And I'm sure the goal is to like get these kids on fish because going and practicing your casting and then getting a kid on a fish is a whole different deal. And I know Rocky, that's probably going to be a challenging thing for this area <laughs> is like a like, a, a, a guy who can fly fish and has done it before can go out and catch fish. But, like, trying to find the perfect spot to, like, I want these kids to catch fish. Finding that spot and, like, almost having that guarantee can be challenging.
1: Yeah, especially when you have 10 people, too. You're yeah. trying to find different yeah. spots. Yeah. And
4: have you guys uh, been able to partner with, like, any, like, private property owners for, like, stock ponds awesome. and stuff like
0: that? Yeah, yeah. We definitely um, we definitely come across that a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, a lot out west, like in Colorado, they have some really awesome hookups yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we we all the time, you know, get offers. I know Rocky was talking with a guy earlier that you know had just offered a pond up, you nice. know, down here yeah. too, down
3: yeah. down in the Lake Mathis area. Okay, oh, awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And stuff like events like
4: this is a great mm-hmm. way to connect with those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when people like hear about it, they they want to help. Yeah, for sure. With any of the organizations we talked with the these guys earlier and it's just like people just jump on board with stuff like this and it's i think it's awesome totally uh rocky will you talk about the san antonio project a little bit and what you're what you're currently working on
3: yeah so um like, like we had already kind of discussed uh, making and establishing those uh contacts with some of the foster homes and and uh, organizations there, are just trying to get our foot in the door uh you know essentially uh building that gateway to uh Uh, working with the different kids there in the area so that's uh, where we're at in the project right now and we're also you know always taking uh uh you know applications for additional mentors as well anyone willing to uh uh, donate their time and and expertise and patience uh.
4: what do you guys look for in a mentor and then what's the process like to get somebody uh, signed up to be a mentor
3: yeah, so I think, um, you know, one of the misconceptions that I've come across when people ask about mentors is, well, do I have to be, a, a, you know, a fishing pro? No, not at all. I think, you know, uh, probably one of the, the, the big traits is is just, you know, willingness to go out there and, and work with the kids, help the kids, and, you know, at the end of the day, if you can fish a little bit too, that helps. But I think, you know, the most part is just, you know, willingness to go out there and, uh, you know, uh, uh, lend your time to, to helping these kids uh learning a new skill and and helping them find enjoyment in the water. Uh, Process-wise, in terms of, you know, what does it look like to become a mentor, uh, there is a background check that, uh, you know, mentors have to go through. So, you know, reaching out to a Mayfly project uh, by email or or, um, phone, uh, they they can send you down um, or or, uh, send you the uh, uh, connections that you need to make in order to uh, do a background check. Gotcha. So, yeah.
4: Yeah. No, and that's probably a a good requirement is uh, (laughs) uh, a background check. Absolutely. Um, What do you guys do? You guys have a ton of projects, and uh, these projects are not cheap. So how do you guys fundraise and raise the money necessary?
0: And actually, uh, Jess, is this full-time for you? So (laughs) technically, probably not, but it should be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> if that
0: makes yeah. sense, you know, like you put um, enough hours for it to be full. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have, um, so we have Caitlin who's full time, uh, and then we also have two other people that are uh, part time help, Hannah and uh, Debbie Harrington. And so, um, so there's there's four of us that are constantly in it. So I'd say I probably spend, you know, thirty hours a week working on it. You know, okay. So it's not, but it should be. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the fundraising part yep. of it. Yep. Um. So, yeah, so we um, we really focus on, you know, trying to have our our money stay, you know, um, in the states where it came from, right? So, you know, so so Tom and Rocky are out here at Trout Fest this weekend raising money for the Texas projects. So, you know, we really try to, like, put it on our mentors to help fundraise, you know, so um, – So Mayfly Project nationally will cover um, the projects for the first year. So, like, this year will be Rocky's first year, so he doesn't technically have to fundraise. But after that, um, yeah, we just kind of all work as a team, right? And then what the local chapters can't pick up, we'll help pick up with nationally, if that makes sense. Um, How how are some of the local chapters that are doing really good in fundraising, what types
4: of events and stuff are they doing to, to raise money?
0: Um, really, you know, honestly, it's just like these events that Rocky and Tom are doing and, and, and just networking. Like, I think, I think for me, when we first started, um, you know, fundraising, it was really hard to ask for money. You know what I mean? And then eventually you kind of figure out like, Hey, people actually want to help you out. You just need to ask them for it. And so, so our, I I think our, our our projects that really engage their community with like fly time nights and, you know, just asking and talking to people just do very, very well, you know? And, and honestly, like the cost to put a kid through the program is $780 and that's all the gear to, you know, get them through the process. And then that's all the gear they get to take home with them. Plus all the stuff in between. Yeah. Um, which which isn't isn't that bad and and you know a lot of people um, definitely you know kind of understand that cost and, and the cost of entry like that's that's definitely a barrier for our kids so that's why we want to provide this for them yeah. you know oh yeah so um, <clears throat> what what all do the kids get to take home with them when the retreat's over so they get their own fly rod their own pack you know flies nippers. Hemostats. I mean, everything you need. Everything yeah. you need to go fishing. Yeah. they get to take home with them yeah. when it's all said and done. So they could go out on their own and and go catch fish. That's
4: right. Uh, yep. Do you guys have great partnerships with people that are helping with the the cost and everything of? Oh, like totally. That? Yeah. yeah.
0: So a lot of a lot of larger companies. You know, Loon, Orvis. Um, fish pond, you know, all of, everybody's involved pretty much. Okay. Yeah, in some capacity, awesome. is helping out in some yeah, way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. In some capacity, most, most everybody's helping out. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Do you have
4: any, uh, good
0: stories from some of your projects
4: that you want to share on oh the show? I have to think about this. Yes. I'm sure there are. I'm yeah. sure there are. I'm sure there's all kinds of shenanigans going on oh, all the yeah. time.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, man, you put me on the spot, Landon. I'm trying to think, um, <laughs> Come back to me on that one. I'll, think, okay. I'll have one by the end of the story. I have yeah. a question for Rocky.
1: Um, so, Rocky, what got you in, involved with the Mayfly Project?
3: So, um, previously I had uh, participated in Big Brothers Big Sisters, uh-huh. and I thought it was a great program. And, you know, the the, the well, he's a young man now that I had worked with had ultimately um, aged out, and I was, you know, getting into fly fishing, and I was thinking, you know, this might be a, another way for me to uh, – a new avenue to uh, – Give back to the community.
1: Yeah, kind of that same thing. You enjoyed working with them mm-hmm. But now you get to kind of fly fish and give back. How did yeah. you find the Mayfly project?
3: It was through a pro- uh, promotional video on uh, YouTube uh, uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was a young lady uh, I want to say out in Colorado or, or somewhere like that was uh, giving props to the Mayfly project and talking about how a program like that would have helped influence her life. Uh, she wasn't, uh, 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 she didn't go through the Mayfly Project, but I think she might be, uh, you know, affiliated with it, maybe as a mentor now. But yeah, I thought uh, that was really interesting to hear her story and you oh, know, that's uh, cool. how that impacted her. Uh, yeah, her and I don't think path. I can
4: remember how I heard it. Maybe mm-hmm. on another podcast, but Caitlin was the guest, mm-hmm. Um, is where I originally heard about it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. So. Um, what, uh, what, uh, did you think of any good stories? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sorry. Still thinking. Yeah. still thinking.
1: Uh, so I have a question. So I know in the foster system, uh, a lot of kids get kind of bounced around. Are you guys able to kind of keep up with them and track them in case like they, they move or is it kind of just, it's probably pretty challenging I'd imagine.
0: Yeah. You know, that's a, that's definitely so that's a good point. Like we definitely, you know, the kids are bounced around all the time and yeah. so we, we really try to you know, when we find our kids for our projects, we try to make sure they're going to be there at least six months. Yeah. You know, now, granted, I mean, we cannot. Yeah, you can't control everything. You can't control that. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we don't inherently track them just because, I mean, honestly. It would like, be almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they get moved around so much or they're reunited with their family yeah. or, you know, I mean, there's um, there's lots of different things that happen with that. But, yeah. um, but, like I was saying earlier, we do have, you know, a ton of kids that still reach out or still, you know, uh, um, have, have gone through the project several times. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a minimum age for for kids? So we normally say eight. Okay. You know, so yeah. we normally say eight. You know, if you had a real mature seven-year-old. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, but we normally say eight. That's so right. They can actually kind of get the cap. Yeah. Just th- mainly the attention span kind of thing, you yeah. know. Yes. Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> Our uh, tent might blow off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Got a big wind attached It to is staked bit. in, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, moving, pretty
1: it's moving pretty good. It's moving
4: pretty good. Um what uh who who are your some of your like uh superstar other one uh other projects that are just really have good relationships going and just rail nailing the program?
0: Yeah, so I would say um like Kimberly, Cordero and Boise's really really getting after it, yeah, uh-huh. you know. Um fundraising and um and you know and community outreach and stuff like that i mean i mean honestly landon like they're all good you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like if i had to pick i mean you know um i mean dustin and and Pueblo's doing great i mean eileen and washington's doing i mean they're all they're Everybody's all killing it yeah growing yeah they're all just they're all doing amazing yeah well it's such a unique idea that, i
1: mean to get kids out when a lot of them don't have the opportunity to go fly fish you know yeah or just fish in general
0: you know yeah
4: how has COVID affected
0: Uh, the mayfly project oh man that's a (laughs) a a loaded question question? did i just just open a can of worms yeah so um so honestly it's been great you know um so our donors have still been amazing during during this time Mm -hmm. so there's been like no let up with any of that um you know uh, we had to get creative so we did some things at the very first of covid where we were like sending out fly tying kits to all of our kids like so Mm. we'd pick out group homes and we'd be like, okay, do y'all want vices and fly tying kits? And so we'd send them fly tying kits, you know? And then we did some fun stuff with Edgar, um, from Sightline, Mm -hmm. uh, where we basically, you know, all of our guides that were shut down because of COVID, um, we raised money to buy trips for them to take our kids when COVID was over with. Oh, you know that's I mean? a great that's idea. Great. Yeah, yeah, so, so you're getting the kids out and then supporting the people supporting that, are the guys, that are, that are, the mentors. Yeah yeah. 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 So we, um, I can't remember how many, I mean, Edgar could tell us, but I mean, it was like eight grand we raised. Wow. It was crazy. Oh, wow. So we bought like, I mean, we bought, we bought a ton of trips, you yeah. know, for, through our mentors. And so we did that, um. You know, and we did, you know, so 2021 was a little bit better. We, we followed all just local regulations just yeah. to make sure everything was cool. And, um, and yeah, like I said, I think, uh, I think everybody's excited to raring to go. You know, we yeah. jokingly, um, I was talking to Caitlin, uh, earlier this week and, um, normally we have our projects they seem to start in like late april and then now like i feel like everybody's like ready to go and i'm like i don't have materials in yet you know (laughs) what i mean like i need more drawstring bags or whatever you know so yeah everybody's ready to go so i imagine 2021 is going to be a big uh big year for us Yeah. yeah
1: that's awesome um, did
4: you think of any good stories from a project? <laughs> there's gotta be. There's gotta be. No, something. Know, there's gotta be something inspirational just, just or like funny. Inspirational or funny. Yeah, inspirational, funny, or both. I'll do.
0: I'll do inspirational first. Okay. Yeah. Or go like, for it. So I mean, like, just get ready to wipe your tears. You know? Okay. Um. So um. So I think I think one of the best stories that I've heard was uh, this summer we were mentoring and one of our mentors was working with this kid Noah. And uh, Noah's, you know, he's got glasses. He's a super sweet kid. I mean, he's, he's amazing. And uh, um, Jay and Noah were fishing, and uh, Jay said something. He was like, hey, Noah, you know, um, you're, you're a cool dude. You know what I mean? And Noah was like, well, the kids at school don't think so. And he was like, what? Um, what'd you, I'm sorry, what, what was that? And he was like, yeah, the kids at school don't think I'm cool. And he was like, well, I've spent all day with you today, and I can tell you all those kids are wrong. You know what I mean? And so – um, for me, like, as a parent, you know, and just hearing, like, a kid say that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know what it, what it's like growing up and being a teenager and being awkward and, you know, different things. Like, you know, just just not feeling accepted by your peers but have somebody who's, like, mentoring you to be like, no, 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 those kids are definitely wrong. Like, you're a cool dude. Like, yeah. don't let those kids tell you anything otherwise. You know what I mean? So that kind of really, I don't know, that kind of, you know. Yeah, kind of struck home with me well not only
4: is being a teenager weird and like all types of things are changing but you're also you know these kids are in foster care too so they have an additional challenge on top of that yeah Yeah. 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 so and their peers probably don't you know have any idea yeah don't have any idea or if they
0: do you know it's probably looked down upon yeah yeah so I mean, I, I turned out almost okay, and I had a great childhood. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can't imagine being, you, you know, know, the world stacked against yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You have any funny stories? Oh, man. I gotta think.
4: <laughs> oh, I know you got something. Uh, no. Like you've done think. so. How many retreats
0: have you done now, or projects have you done? Um. So our first, our very first Mayflap, like as the Mayflap project, was was June 2016. Yeah. So you know, so every year, you know, even. The, the 2020, like, COVID year, we got really – um, we got real uh, – I'm, I'm going to say creative with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we basically – our group home called, and they were like, hey, you know, we want – you know, like, our kids need to get out. And so we did, like, a lot of, like, distance. Like, the kids were on one side of the yard. We were on the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we got real creative with it. So, yeah, so every summer since, you know, 2016 or however long that is, you know, and so – yeah. And so each chapter does one
1: group or one uh, project a year.
0: Yep. Okay. Yeah. One project a year. So we really um, we don't want like our mentors and stuff to get, uh, I'll say, um, worn out right? Yeah. or yeah. Burn no, out. I know. It know? makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, we feel like only one one project cycle a year. So normally that's in the summer unless you're like Las Vegas, which they just started, you know. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one cycle a year and five outings. So, you know, we figure we do you know 2,500 kids so yep You look at 2,000 river outings in a year for our foster kids so yeah. yeah
4: how many uh kids have gone through the system total
1: the projects um, total
0: so it's it's right under a thousand i don't know the number off the top of my head mm-hmm. but it's right under that thousand that's a lot yeah, yeah. So for considering
1: what six years and one yeah. of yeah. them was 2020 you yeah. Know? yeah
0: yeah yeah it's it's um like i said it's uh it's grown so fast, and like I said, we've purposefully, like we talked about earlier, tried to cut back the growth a little bit to only accept like five projects a year, just to make sure they're, yeah, sustainable. sustainable. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Um, what are what's in the future for the Mayfly project? You guys have any like really good ideas y'all are trying to implement and uh, moving forward? I know the buttons and like the booklets you guys yeah. have done have been in addition just to like give the kids a book that have like information about fly fishing, and then. Adding the buttons because the button deal right is uh it's kind of like a merit badge that you earn achievement. So yep. I remember that there was a sunglasses one, Yep. Um, you know to wear you know eye protection so you you know protect yourself and like there's these steps that they can go through to earn the badges.
0: Yep, yep. So they, there's non non you know buttons they can earn. Uh, so we have that curriculum that you talked about, which yep. we're really proud of. Um, something that nobody really knows about is we are. Uh, coming out with our curriculum in Spanish. So we had a project mm. all last year that was, um, they were all Hispanic and we had to have interpreters there Yeah. in, in Washington. And so, um, so that's coming this year. So we're excited about that. We also have a new edition of like some baseball cards. Like they're basically like, we have like warm water species and cold water species baseball cards and yeah. they have like facts on them and all Heck these things. Heck yes. That, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. He's, um, he's a big baseball card. Uh, team, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so right. how can we get Zach? Yeah, to yeah, <laughs> no, no, we can Yeah. We can figure that out. We can figure that yeah. out. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we um we just got uh we ha- we got somebody to donate an office for us, so we'll have uh, a small office in in Arkansas. So everything will go out of my garage, which Laura will be very happy. About. <laughs> that is uh, that, yeah. that's a
4: great like that is probably an underrated donation. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, no, like, no it like, is like you don't think about that, but you're like, oh, this guy, I'm getting an office. Like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a nice donation. It's Heck a, yeah,
0: it's a it's a pretty big deal for us. you yeah. know, like um. And you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a super nice little bitty house, and like we're gonna be super proud to be posted up yeah. there, you know. Oh um, yeah. So that's gonna be super fun. So those are some, a few of the things that are coming in twenty twenty two, right? Yeah. That's the year. Okay. Yeah.
4: yeah. Awesome. What did we miss, guys? Um. I think we pretty much covered it, Rocky. Uh, what, what are you and Tom got in the in the, in the range right now? What are you guys working on?
3: So I think right now we're looking at going up to the uh, Texas Brew Festival next yep. weekend. Well, yeah. at least I know I'll be up yeah, there. Yeah, we'll be yeah, there. We'll be there too. Okay, right yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, so. I, at this point, right now, that's the uh, that's the near the near future.
4: Okay. And then if people want to sign up for either project, go to the MayflyProject dot org dot mm. com dot com. .com.
0: Mayflyproject.com and then fill out the registration. Yep, and they and can uh, select what project they want to be in. So okay. there's like a drop-down menu of you know San Antonio or um, Austin or Houston. Yeah. yeah, and is
1: San Antonio on the website now? I like, think so. can you know, they
0: can, yeah. they can yep. click it and choose. Yep, it I think first? so.
4: It was when I was there. Hopefully they've awesome. updated and added the the right guy now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, awesome guys thank y'all for coming on yeah, yeah man thank Thanks you for having us but, um, and,
0: uh, if people want to donate I'm assuming they can do that on the website as well yep just the mayflyproject.com, and so you can actually select what uh, chapter you want to donate to so if you want to donate to Texas and want all your money to stay in Texas like you can have that happen so we think that's a a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and then if anybody wants to donate flies or old waders, um, you know, like I said, we can donate it to specifically to Rocky's oh, Project. or we can That would be dark. great.
4: You know, yeah. old waders is a great idea. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So if you guys have any old fishing gear, um, you guys, why don't we do this? Y'all can reach out to me directly because y'all have all of our information. Yep. And if you have old gear and want to donate to the San Antonio or yeah. Austin Projects, let me know, and I will make sure it gets to Rocky because we're in – Good communication. Yeah,
3: so sounds awesome. good. Yeah, sounds good. And then
1: we'll so, put everything in the show notes as well. That way, yeah, everybody just wants to click on the website, and take them right there. Yeah. yeah.
4: And if you guys want to volunteer, let Rocky know. Go sign up and let Rocky know.
1: Yep. yep. And Kendall's, uh, Kendall's already signed up. And I just got to start my paperwork. I think my wife signed go. up too. Yeah.
4: And I'm signed up. Yeah. yeah. So, I was going to say your wife's already yeah, signed up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, if uh, yeah, we'll get it done. We'll get perfect. It
3: done. Cool. Thank you guys so much. Yeah,
4: yeah. Thanks, and we'll see you next weekend. Appreciate yes, it. Sir. Bye!